Welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'll be your... Am I... Who, Am I your co-host? I mean, you're a co-host. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. You what's, know. what's your name? Jamar. And I'm your other co-host, A.K. Kamar. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. But what we let's take the time right now at this moment, because I'm going to do the same thing, to take your phone out, yeah. un- unlock it, and start the, the streamers up and to start the live right now. Well, actually, I'm going to ask A.K. to help me on my phone. He always... Yeah, you got you to gotta make sure that if uh, you see that our show is live, not only should you be watching, you should be hitting that share button Yeah. so you can make sure that all of your friends see that you're watching this cool show. You know, So make sure that you hit that. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to, again, share that link out with your friends, your family, and, uh, you know, kind of see what it is that we're doing. So how's your week been, brother? Bro, you know, I am blessed. I want to, uh, you know, God is good. All the time. Word. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, no, man, you know, I, you know, I, I'm healthy right now, and my family is, and so you know, I cannot complain. You know, it's you know, the weather's ugly here. Listen, we live in Minnesota, and I'm not, every, I, at least it ain't every snow. March, April, we get this like bipolar weather. Yeah, well, where you'll get like 50 degrees for like three, four days, and then it will drop. And then, like the other night, this is what always drives me crazy about the weatherman, right? Like, on a man that lies not, on his job and not get fired. Yeah, well, that, but like. They'll tell us about the storm of the century, right? <laughs> they name the storm. This is Storm Augustine. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, like, it was raining, and I was chilling in my garage, and I do what I do in my garage. Like, I make TikTok videos. Okay. I uh, play uh, mobile my mobile video game. And, and moonshine. And I watch anime. And That's, moonshine? No moonshine. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I ran out because I rolled my own cigarettes. I got my little cigarette rolling machine. So I was like, I got to go get some tubes from the gas station. Open up the garage. I'm like, yo, it was like three, four inches of storm. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> well, the man needs to be fired. They should be telling me about this storm coming up. No, you can tell Mother Nature's white. <laughs> or the black because they're late all the time, dog. <laughs> no, no, no. You can tell she's white. Because she's all over the place. Okay. No, no I, so the weather is ugly, but, you know, I mean, at least we won't leave in Seattle, you know, because we, we get some sun this week. By Friday, we get some sun. So yeah, no, nice. it's supposed to be like getting in the 60s or whatever, you know? I'm ready for it, dude. I want to roll my window or at least open the roof or something. You know, you know what, man? I, I wanted to ask you. I actually, this just this morning, I did a, a, a radio interview on News Talk STL down in St. Louis. What, what? Um, but I, I wrote this piece for Project 21, the group that, you know, I write some stuff for, about the Rooney Rule. And I know that you're a huge NFL head. Like, I don't. Like I like the Vikings, I I don't dislike football, but I don't follow it. You are like yeah, religious oh, NFL dude, right? Yeah, right? What do you feel about the uh, the updated Rooney Rule, man? The whole Rooney Rule sucks. The commissioner should be ashamed of himself because he doesn't make teams really honor the Rooney Rule, and it shows you that it's still a um, you know uh, collective good white good old boys um, network with a lot of the owners, the fact that there's not a black owner, there's not one black owner in the in the league, and uh, the fact that uh, you had to force teams to uh, interview um, qualified minority coaches uh, in order for them to get a shot at being a head coach, uh, male or female. Um, and so that's ridiculous. And so what pisses me off, too, is it's – Again, it's not being honored uh, because of the fact that when Sam, uh, um, Michael Sam, the first outed homosexual NFL player came out, 
the league forced teams to put him on their team. And I mean the league forced him on teams. Uh, my team, Dallas Cowboys, being one of them. Um, but now with the Colin Kaepernick situation, he doesn't. And this past football season, when the, the Miami Dolphins' former head coach has a lawsuit against the NFL because of basically uh, the Rooney Rule because he was giving – they give sham interviews to minority coaches knowing that they're going to hire the white guys. Uh, there is three – maybe four. I have to think, and I, I'll think while you're talking – um, head, black head coaches in the league. I think Mike Tomlin, Lovey Smith. I, I now now it's up to four. Uh, so again, I have to think about it. I think there's like yeah. So that's ridiculous, bro. So screw the Rooney Rule. It's not being on. If if when it's implemented, if you implemented it correctly and put some force behind it, then I think that there uh, it has real teeth and it would do justice. Well, then I think that you're gonna love the updated Rooney Rule because now they have to hire a black offensive coach. Every NFL team has to have at least one, not hire, not interview, hire. So that's the new updated Rooney rules. You have to have one black offensive coaching staff on every NFL team. And then they expanded the idea, like basically what a minority is to now include women and, you know, potentially transgender coaches. So they have to include, like, they include them in the interview process. And the thing for me, right? Because they knew they were getting sued by Brian um, Brian Flores. Pro no, yeah, yes, 100%. absolutely. So, but here's my question, right? If you know for a fact that you have to have a black a black coach, how like if you're the coach that gets hired, do you really think that you're the most qualified, or will that always be in the back of your head? If you get picked, do you think I went up against the best and I won out, or I only had to go against you know? Like 7% of the population, because that's what black men are of the United States, 7% of the population. So if, if that's the case, then, <laughs> you know, uh, how do you feel if you get picked? Well, listen, I think you, you uh, most black coaches are going to take that job and run it or do what uh, some have done this past season, just simply say, I don't want the job. You know, uh, if you're not going to hire me for um, the merit of me being a really good coach, you know. But here's the thing. There are a lot of black coaches that um, could do the job. We've seen it. Uh, Tony Dungy, uh, Lovey Smith has been. Tony Dungy, Lovey Smith, Mike Tomlin. Um, oh, God, I can't think of the guy who used to coach the coats. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Dungy? No, I said Dungy. Uh, he was his Dungy's offensive coordinator. Freak. He was the Lions head coach. And he had a winning season and he, oh, and he uh, lost. Caldwell. Uh, Thank you. Jim Caldwell. So those guys. Hey, look at I, those I guys don't even watch NFL, Doc. Yes, you can remember that. Thank you. But those <laughs> are the only black four coaches that have been to the to the Super Bowl as a head coach, right? Sure. And, and a few of them multiple times. So, bro, if you um, – I just want to see black coaches, for real. I want to see black head coaches. I want to see black ownership. And it's not pandering – they're deserving of that. There are deserving black head coaches at the offensive level, the defensive level, and the head coaching level. So the, the issue that I always have, and again, like if, if, if you can help me try and understand this, what's, what's the difference between having a policy that enforces to make sure that there truly is no discriminatory practices that are being implemented? What's the difference between doing that and, and making sure that there are truly qualified people that you're not discriminating against. And then the other extreme to me is 
saying, okay, we think that you are going to be discriminatory, so we're making you have basically a, a black player. We're going to make you have a, a black uh, coach. We're going to make you have a, uh, a a female coach. We're going to make you have this. So, like, is it that you think that they are automatically discriminatory if they don't have the rule? Yeah, absolutely, and they have been. They've proven that, you know, with, with the with the lack of black head coaches that have been hired and the. So lack you think of, that's intentional, though? It, it is. I mean, you've had. I think uh, my buddy that has a show on another Dave Sinekin said it best. It was, and he's a white guy. Anyone that knows Dave Sinekin, he said he said uh, white owners want guys that look like them to coach their teams because they have the old school mentality that a white guy is better at coaching and the black guys are better at being assistants and 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 playing football they gotta get we gotta get rid of that notion now do i believe that they're all this is 1960 where we have a bunch of racists running these teams no but i still think that some of them are always said that I.e. even Jerry Jones, the things that he said when they were protesting, you know, how he demanded they better, my team better come out for the national anthem. They better stand with their hand over there. Who the hell are you? Excuse me, Massa. So, I, not, so I, I, I love what he's done for my team, but my respect level for Jerry, he's a plantation owner. You're no longer an owner. Uh, you become a plantation owner. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy of the Rooney rule, but the fact that it had to be implemented sucks. And, and, and the fact that they're going to have it, bro, let's give it real teeth. So this is some of it. But that's only because, again, Brian Flores has a lawsuit against the league about the hiring practices that they do uh, uh, tend to uh, uh, misuse by bringing in minority coaches to say, oh, I've, we've met the quota. Yeah, I, again, my issue is the assumption that there's discriminatory practices going on. I think that... that the case that Why Brian aren't there Flor- been more black head coaches? Because I think it's just a function of because they just don't have black head coaches. And my, my issue is always Where that, why they you don't. have to be able to prove that anything happened. So when, it, when, when, I, when a black defensive coordinator or a black head coach is winning at the highest level and he has his team, at, uh, again, i.e. offensive coordinator, Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Jim Caldwell. He had the number one offense. I mean, he had Peyton Manning, but he had the number one offense for years before. That's why the, the Lions hired him. So, and then here's the other thing. If you look at the, the, a lot of times the jobs the black head coaches get, they get these teams that are bottom of the barrel. They get the, I mean, sure. they get the Lions. They don't get the teams that when a coach walks away from winning the Super Bowl, they don't get the black coach Again, to come l- in. Again, listen, no. who, did, who did the Vikings interview before we picked this no name I don't dude? Know. What black guy did they get? Oh, Jim. No, Jim, no, no. Jim, I'm um, just saying just a coach. Jim um, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. So Harbaugh comes to Minnesota, right? Everybody's reporting like he's got to be, right? Because he's, he's, he's one out of high level. Yeah. yeah. And then they pick this random Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. No, I don't think that Kevin O'Connell, I think I think he's going to be a great head coach. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But my, here's my point, though. In that case, they passed over a highly winning coach that has proven himself in the NFL for someone that has not. And they were both white dudes. Wait, no, no, so no. So I'm just saying sometimes they're not a good fit. But and, here's and the I'm difference. That that O'Connell just won a Super Bowl, so he did prove himself. And not he's as been a off- head coach. No, but, 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 but here's coach. the thing, though, bro. 
head coaches are plucked from the offensive and coordinate uh, offensive and defensive coordinators. Yeah, no, I that's get, so, I get that's it. where you groom them from. So again, it. he was an offensive coordinator that had a, again he had a number one off. He came in with a, he didn't have number one off. He's in a top so, ten. He had but a top it sounds five to me like what I, the point that I'm bringing up is that sometimes you pass over someone that on paper would be more qualified because they just aren't a good fit. And I'm saying I think that happens when it comes to black no. coaches as well. No. Now, if you're watching this stream, wherever you're watching it at, and you like what it is you're hearing, this back and forth, you know, I'm a very strong standing uh, Republican. I'm a hardcore Republican. I've been an activist for 16 years. Jamar over here is an activist with the Democrats, but we can sit across the table and not kill each other. So if you like that and you're like, you know what? I want to be able to see more of this. Please visit our Patreon account. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash BRBD. Every contribution, if you sign up and you become a contributor, whether you want to contribute $50 a month, $25 a month, $100 a month, 100% of your contribution goes to producing the show. None of it goes into Jamar or I's pocket. It goes Not 100% to producing the show. None. So please, if you like what it is that we're doing, please visit that. Also, visit our link tree if you want to be able to connect with us on different social media platforms. I'm getting pretty big on TikTok. I got oh, 8,800 followers. Oh, please. Uh, I put out, you know, two to three I would videos too if I started it, every okay. single day. <laughs> but if you want to be able to talk with Jamar and I, whether it's on Twitter, on Facebook, hit our link tree, link tree forward slash BRBD, be able to get you all connected. And also you can, you know, find the streams for our actual podcast, our YouTube, our Rumble, which working on getting that uploaded a little bit more. But you can also just make a, a random contribution. Maybe you, you want Jamar I to have some coffee. Please make sure to visit there. Oh, anything free I'd like to go to. Tonight's show is dedicated to you guys. Once a, once a month, we uh, want to promote just a hot topic show, you know, of uh, spending time with, and with you guys, getting you guys interactive in our show um, about different topics that we have uh, conjured up, the two of us, that have been happen happening in the nation and, or here locally. So tonight... It's just a night of psst, hot topics that down it. And I, we actually got a question here from Mike Gonzo. What up, Mike? So Mike and I know each other. We actually used to play mobile games. So Mike and I never met in person, but we played mobile games for like a year and a half. Welcome to the show, Mike. So he says, racist policy, remove ethnicity from the application process and base hiring on facts, backed on paper, not related ethnicity. I agree with you 100%, Mike. And the reason I agree with you is, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't approach this that the discriminatory um, beliefs in the heads of these head coaches or these uh, NFL teams. And Jamar just believes that he's not saying that they're like 1960s, but he believes that there is discriminatory aspects that have to be Absolutely. rooted out. Well, why I aren't they? I mean, and, and I hear what you're saying, Mike, but I don't hear what you're saying, Mike, because I guess, I mean, and you look like you're a minority too, my dude. But again, he is, bro, and he's a Marine. Okay, so again, they don't just go out and hire, they don't just go out and find, pick the black. Or, or or minority head coaches, they just that's just something they don't do, bro. We can go throughout the time again. You just said I'm a heavy NFL guy, bro. You can count on two hands how many black head coaches there have been on the, in the league. Ray Rhodes was the were um was the head coach of Green Bay. He had a winning season. They fired him the next damn season. Stop. Now Green Bay has not yet since Ray Rhodes fired a head coach after one losing season. Not there. And he won. But what if so, in the so, locker room he was just wild, no, bro? No, no. Maybe he was out there just like slapping cats. Because that's, that's not Ray Rhodes. That's not, that's not Ray Rhodes. Okay. That's not Ray Rhodes. So, again, it is discriminatory practices that the league at, um, sometimes um, 
Condors and 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 Fosters. It's sometimes at some point, and it has been over the years. I mean, this is a league that didn't want um, black players for a long time, right? And then now that the league is what 78, 76 percent um, black, fine, great. Now, if we can play for you, we can own it. And if we can own, and, and if we can own the team, we should be able to coach the head the, the team. We've seen that black head coaches, not just because they're black, but they're qualified, can win Super Bowls and win in this league at a high level. No, I, I think that your ethnicity has nothing to do with how good you can be a coach. I think it has to do with your ability to Well, to then hire black folks, though. Well, then, again, it's, uh, I just think that you have to be able to go back to saying, are the discriminatory practices in place? We're going to move on from this topic. I did actually want to shout this out uh, for those of you that follow me on social media. Today is actually the nine-year anniversary um, since I lost my father to cancer. And so my siblings and I... Um, you know, we we always kind of take this day like, you know how black folks do. We're not sitting there all mopey and stuff. You know, you celebrate the life. So like the thing that we always do is we always cook this dish that my dad always made called peanut butter stew. And it's funny because when I actually go talk to other you put chicken in well, you could put chicken, but my dad would always do beef, like okay. you know, beef stew. Um, and then you put in peanut butter, tomato paste. Uh, like I said, you can it's put in I love some peanut chicken. habanero peppers. But, you know, in West Africa, they have like a, a different type of pepper. It was basically like a habanero. Uh, and so I just wanted to say, you know, to my siblings, to my wife, uh, to anybody that was friends with my dad, you know, that this is a day that we always celebrate his life. And, um, yeah, it's been nine years, man. It's been crazy. It's been crazy because my dad and I, like, this is the funniest thing. I love telling this story. We would debate for hours. I mean, like four, five, six hours. I'd smoke a pack of cigarettes. My dad would smoke a pack of cigarettes. He was a Marlboro Red guy. And we would sit there and we would debate politics. And we loved it. Everybody around us hated it. Absolutely hated it. But myself, my dad, and my uh, younger brother, Aziz, we would just sit there and just talk politics. And that's why, like, when I have conversations with people that I fundamentally disagree with, I'm like, yo, like, it's not because I, like, hate you. It's just like I truly think different, and I, I've i been able to have these types of difficult conversations with people for hours that I absolutely love with all my heart, with you know, stuff like that. So I just wanted to shout that out as well. Uh, but you Rest know what, peace, man? Pops. Rest in peace. Um, did you watch those, uh, the, the Academy, the, the Emmys, man? No. They had the they had the Oscars. Um, the Oscars, that was the Academy, the Academy Awards. Award. No, you said it the professional way. Yeah, the know. Academy Awards. They 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 had the Oscars. Did yeah. something happen? Why? It was the slap that stopped the world. Heard around the world, <laughs> and felt around the world as well. Now listen, I can I have been chomping at the bit. I was out of town. You were feeling under the, the weather last week, so we didn't have a show, so we can talk about it while I was fresh. Um, I am utterly disappointed in in Will Smith's action. Um. I'm a two-time loser, so I know what it's like to uh, uh, defend a wife, defend your, defend your spouse. You're married now. I think, first of all, you never want to sit in front of a comedian. You never sit in the front row of a comedy show or sit in front of a comedian because you're going to be fodder for the show at, 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 at any show, okay? And they were friends. Um, and I believe him when he says he was not aware that Jada Pickett-Smith had alopecia um when he made the joke about gi jane number two coming out it was funny to me how they were laughing about everything as he was saying and the producer the black because i got a lot, few things to say about this for real number one it was historic the whole night was was historic it was an all black produced show 
never been done in Oscar history, right? Oh, the King, King, uh, what was it? Talking about the movie that, or you're talking about the actual production. The actual production of the uh, Oscars was done gotcha. by, um, by blacks, had never been done. Um, one, two of the co-hosts were blacks, never been done. And Will overshadowed the fact that that Friday prior to the Oscars, I was reading that it had been 20 years to the date. It would be 20 years to the day that uh, Denzel and Halle had won for Best Actor and Actress. And I didn't know that another black hadn't won since then. I thought, like, you know, that would set the, set the trend, that, and they hadn't. Will overshadowed that huge win. And then it's Will Smith. Everyone that your age, my age, grew up loving Will Smith. You know, for, even if you then didn't grow, you see the rerun of The Fresh Prince. So you become falling in love with Will Smith. He overshadowed all of that, bro, with that disrespectful slap. So here's here's the way that I looked at it. So I, I, I didn't watch the, the Oscars. I, I'm not... Like Hollywood is stupid to me. All right, oh, um, I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Like I, when I watch a movie, I'm she like, did. this is a good movie. She did. Whatever. But here's the deal. Now, maybe me and you have a different perspective because of what you just said. You've been married and unmarried twice. I've been married to the same woman for 17 years, and here's the deal. Doesn't matter. I was married for 18. But like, here's the deal, right? For me, it is my duty. Sure. Okay. To protect the honor of my wife. And so here's the way that I saw it. As soon as I saw that video, here's the things that I thought about. Number one, Will Smith and Chris Rock absolutely know each other. They're okay? friends. They are friends. Yes, right? and have been for years. They are friends. They have been for years. And I don't care whether or not that he knew that she had alopecia. When a man will be disrespectful he was to your woman oh, in front of you. You have a duty, no, an obligation to defend her honor. You and, do, but when he's being, when he's purposely, when he's purposely being disrespectful. But here's the deal: because they knew each other, and it's not just a random dude that he's roasting in the middle of whatever, and he's sitting right there. I think that he knew that it was pushing that line. No, a hundred percent. No, and what Will Smith did, it's not that I think that it's right. But I actually give him props. Now, do I think that he shouldn't be punished? No, I think he should be punished. But here's where well, I draw the line. But, but AK, you can't have it both ways, yes, though, you bro. No, you can't. There you think things, that he's right, but he should be punished? Yes, there are things that you do uh, to, what? to... Listen, there are things that you do to protect the honor of those that you have a duty to protect. But it doesn't mean that you can't be held to a legal standard in which that is wrong. He committed violence on Chris Rock. Out of assault. Right. He committed violence on him, Right. But I'm saying that I actually give props to him. No. And and the reason I do, this has happened in my own personal life, where someone that was very close to me, okay, was being disrespectful to my wife. Purposefully. I don't care. And I You and, do have to care, bro. No, no. Because if you can't if you don't have a, the good common enough sense is, to differentiate but it when is your purposely. friend it is, is playing when you guys are being jokeful no, no. versus someone being disrespectful to your no. spouse. Bro, I've had on, I've on defended that, my wife when we were on separated. That on that stage, no. in that setting, no. absolutely. And so my here's my issue. Here's my issue. Is that I don't think that violence is right. Okay. Meaning that there should be a standard in which if you commit violence to someone, if they say mean words to you and you commit violence on them, that's illegal. But I also believe that there are certain things that you do that you are willing to cross a line, such as if someone grabbed my wife, I would knock that. I, I, of right? Of but, course. But listen, that's illegal, though. I can't just go do that and I can't be like, well, you know, that was my duty. And, and it, to me, it's that same level. 
it's that same level because at the end of the day, again, the duty of a husband to protect the honor of the wife. And I know the biggest thing that people so, keep saying. No, though, so Jai said the same thing that I said to you. And thank you. And I didn't even get your, I've been saying it since the beginning of time. Exactly. Because he's your homeboy. I'm not saying you that was wait to the, the commercial break. Fine. And you go say, dude, I didn't find that shit funny. Fine. My wife is suffering. Fine. From, and you should not do that. Fine. Bruh, you can't because, AK, you sound twisted, bro. You can't say. It's respecting the no, honor, man. It's you're not, but he's the honor. not. But, bro, he's not. Listen to me. I don't know your wife that well. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't crack jokes and play with your wife like that because your wife doesn't know my sense of humor. So she doesn't. I mean, we've sat around, we've broken bread. I, I, I won't say that. She, she does. She, but I mean, she doesn't know my sense of humor like someone else for me to say different jokes to her that I wouldn't do it, right? Okay. Sure. That's not purposely being disrespectful. But I'm a funny guy. Let's say that we're around each other. I might, I might crack a joke on uh, uh, Bethany. But if she was sitting right there, I'll be honest, I probably would. I don't know if I'd slap you. You I definitely might, wouldn't slap. I wouldn't be Chris I, I, Rock. I, I, I might. We might fight. Right. We might fight. Yeah. I'd be like, right now, apologize to my wife. Because like, what was he supposed to do? Go up and be like, apologize to her right now. He was supposed to wait. No, yes. No, after, no, during the commercial break. Like, yes. In the during the commercial break. Yes. So here's my point, though. Right. My, during my, the commercial break. Yes. You're supposed to say, apologize to my wife. My, my your friend. Is, is your homegirl. Who's, who's give, suffering for something? Listen, I give. Props Chris said to he him. didn't know, bro. So that, that doesn't make a difference to you. Be, it, because it was, and all he said was, Jada, was you're looking good. I'm waiting for it to GI Jane number two. Disrespectful. It was not. It was disrespectful. So why didn't Will Smith smack her, the guy that she slept with? So this is the other thing that's funny because people keep talking about Let's that. Go slap right? August. Because here's the thing. Oh, you're going to justify that no, shit. No, it's not about justifying. Jada has every right to live her life the way that she wants to. Will has every right to decide if he wants to be there. Now, if Will didn't want to be with Jada, no, fine. No, right? Go smoke. Go slap August. And that's my point, though, is that why, why should... No, why would you slap August if Jada wanted to sleep with August? You would decide that you don't want to be with Jada, or if you want to be and, with Jada. And what is and what has Jada a, said? What has Jada the what has Jada said since Chris uh, got slapped? What has she said then? She left. She released a statement said mm -hmm. that she doesn't need to be defended, and her, her husband was wrong. So now you look like an even bigger idiot. No, but that's the Come thing. Come on, yes you do. In your the wife, moment, the woman, you just said you defended her honor, and In then the your honor. wife turned. Around. Bro, if my wife, if either wife one of them would have done that, that I'll go back and slap like, them. That you don't like. That's you being. Stop. That's you being macho man. When someone does something oh. to your wife that she doesn't approve of, that she doesn't want, she didn't approve of it. Your honor. She said it was wrong, so that means After when you the fact, of course, she's gonna say. So it's that wrong. means that if I say you're wrong, that means I don't approve. You're, tell, you're telling me if that I the say reason, you're wrong, if I say you're wrong, that means I don't approve, though, right? When he looked over at Jada, and she gave him that look, he was like, "Oh, gotta go uh, earn my husband uh, ship." Of if honor. I say that you're wrong, that means I didn't like it, though, right? After the fact, sure. It doesn't matter when it happens. If I say it, I mean I doesn't like After it. After the fact, yes. And, well, and you're not saying she, that when you is, should like when it. When else is she going to say it? Listen. She, he was wrong. I'm saying and, that in and the it, moment, I he, give him oh, props for doing what he did. He had no, that's no was process. he wrong? This yes. ain't the hood. Should he do this all the time? Chris was a better no. man. He saved the Oscars. Because if that had been Jamar, we'd have been rumbling in that. Because I'm the type, look, we don't, we, because you called me a, 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 out of my name doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a, a bitch or, you know, we, you know how some of those trigger words. See, but that's but different. Word, when, when you physically touch me, oh, See, I would have not saved you know, the Oscars. Here's what the whole funny thing is, right? I would have not I, saved the Oscars. I'm saying there is honor to defending someone else. Wait. Having wait. ego out of your, how, out of your own self, having ego... That's just being 
That's being weak-minded we, and weak-willed. That wasn't that wasn't ego from will. Oh, for yourself. stop. For yes, yourself. No, for yeah. honor of others. Wait a minute. Okay. Hey, boss, can we put that Kelly comment back up? Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that was totally out of ego. Kelly says he was way out of line, and I feel he made a fool of himself looking like Jada runs him, especially after all she has put him through. Exactly. See, you know and funny? then she comes on around and says that he was but wrong, that's the thing. AK. Everybody keeps no, talking your wife, about... No, your wife doesn't say that when you defended her no, honor. She says... No. My, she says... This is what everybody is missing. What are we missing? Honor is not dictated by whether or not someone deserves it. It's dictated. She was sitting front row at the divorce show. It's dictated by whether or not you have a sworn obligation to them. That is what honor is, okay? That is honor. Which okay? I know. Now, when you're talking about but ego for AK. yourself or ego for someone else, that's a different level. And that's all I'm saying is that you have a duty, I think, as a man to defend the honor of your wife when someone is trying to take her honor away where she does not approve of it. So if she sleeps up with some other guy and you're going like, oh, I'm going to go beat this dude Wait up. Wait a minute. I, I like what Rachel says. See, yeah, Rachel, yeah. sometimes you and I get along, Rachel. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Rachel says, look, Jada laughed too. We all, this, Everyone's been saying this. Jada laughed too. Then she rolled her eyes. And I don't know if that's what Will took it as a hint. Like, But again, what two women have just said, it seems like she does... And I've been emasculated. You Sometimes you don't know you've been emasculated till you're out of the relationship. Right. A lot of things you don't realize until you're out of the relationship, right? So sure. I think, brother, like she said, it's some pent-up anger, frustration. I, I said that slightly before the show. <laughs> I think she has the man stressed out. And he thought, because, bro, believe me, when I was going through my, uh, my divorce, I remember a situation at an at a AAU basketball game where my son was, where the guy was disrespecting my son and my ex-wife. Mm -hmm. We were separated and not speaking. Mm. Dude, I ran up. You wouldn't have known we wasn't together. I was ready to rumble. Yeah. And it took people to get between us because you're not going to disrespect Tori or my son. That ain't going to happen. That's still my wife. Right? Yeah. I get that. And I understand you've been a married. You're supposed to defend Bethany. You better. But again, bro, at sometimes being you, even being you, you got to have a rational thinking. You got to be like, because I've you've not, people have said things about me. Mm. And you've explained different about me. Mm -hmm. Bro, I'm not your wife, but if you can explain different about a guy that you have a that you that your buddies with that you're cool with, that you have a good relationship with, you can do the same. You should be able to differentiate that from damn that's a joke. And again, one more one more story. I've been at a I've been at a comedy show and the comedian was horrible. He was horrible. He was so bad everybody started talking and yapping. And I guess he heard me loudest, right? And I ended up turning my back to him. So what's he started doing? Picking on me. Hey shorty I'm looking around. I said to him, I remember saying to him, all right, because I can cap too now. Yeah. My cousin grabbed me like, just let that comedian do his thing. Oh, you were going to try and cap back on the comedian? Oh, yeah. I was, That's I, always in the poorest of taste. I'd have been better than he Did was. You go there knowing that they. That, wait a minute. You just, wait a minute now. Hold on, hypocrite. You're strangers. Now, if he was your friend, again, it's about the intention of honor. If, if Chris Rock did not know Will Smith, I wouldn't have a problem because I would say it was out of line. Wait a minute, because he knows it makes a difference. The intention is oh, disrespect. Come on, AK. he's a comedian. And that's what it is. That's what comedians do. So, uh, come on, that seriously. <laughs> Something okay. That's a lighthearted topic. That is a lighthearted. Topic. How about a serious topic? How about a serious topic? A very serious topic. So, Colorado, uh, just two days ago, um, Governor Pettis, I believe that's who the governor is out there. He signed a bill into law that does a couple things. Number one, the bill uh, codifies that a woman has an absolute right to an abortion. She does. And number two, it says specifically 
that embryos, eggs, and fetuses do not have any rights. And so if you kind of put everything together, up until the moment that a child is birthed in the state of Colorado, a woman can kill that unborn child. No, kill. And, and like, but here's the deal. Like, when you go to this level, you go to this extreme, how many eight-month, three-week uh, pregnant women would be like, yeah, this, this fetus inside of me is not a human being? In Colorado, that person could have an abortion at that exact moment. They could say, I want to end this pregnancy. So I'm, um, I'm torn, and I have always been when it comes to um, this topic, right? Because I strongly believe that a woman has a right to choose. It's her body. I used to also, I've evolved because I used to be, I used to be, come down with there should be a, a, only after three months that she shouldn't be able to have an abortion. But if I'm, for, if I'm pro-choice, then I'm pro-choice. I can't say after three months, you shouldn't be able to have one. But here's how I feel, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, I hate abortions. Absolutely hate abortions. Don't believe in them. But I believe a woman has a right to choose. I've been to clinics. I know women that have had them. It's not an easy uh, decision to make. Most women do not make it very easily. I've seen women in these abortion clinics, and I've known them, again, be torn from it, right? I think it's inhumane after four months, after three months, because you're really not after because after the third month they go inside and they break literally break the body, the the bones of the baby. Mm -hmm. That's inhumane. It's absolutely inhumane. I've said it publicly, period. But I'm for the right to choose. These laws, to me, they do scare me because then you sometimes there will there's always someone that's gonna press the the law, right? Going to see how far they can go. Um, but I hopefully, this law's intent was to give women, because, again, it's not an easy decision. And sometimes um, it, a, a pregnancy can harm a, um, a woman, you know, could cause death. I know when, when my uh, second wife, uh, Latoya, uh, she was miscarrying, and the doctor asked, what, do you want the child or your wife? I'm like, well, <laughs> my wife. We can have more kids. So some death, some pregnancies can be detrimental to the the female. So maybe that that's the intent. Maybe because maybe at eight months there could still be complications, and maybe that's the way to end it. But eight months that's a full so, baby, so, so I know. So I'm gonna kind of so leave here, that here's alone. here's the intention, right? So this part this is part of uh, this article, but it, it declares that a fertilized egg embryo fetus have no independent rights. So this is this is what the point is by defining that that basically up until a human baby is born the moment that the baby is born that's when it becomes a human being and it has rights afforded so by laying this out right it means that if someone decides to have an abortion right at eight months and like a day before they're supposed to give birth that they cannot be charged with a crime because that was not a human life and on the right the way that we have always looked at this is that you know, there's there's questions about when does life begin. Some people say at conception, right? As soon as the sperm fertilizes the egg, that is when a lot of pro-life people say this is when life begins. Some people say it's when the heart starts beating. Some people say it's when the heart and the brain and the lungs. Some people say it's not until the baby can be viable outside of the womb, right? So there's all these different definitions. But in all of those definitions, people on the right, like myself, 
believe that that is an actual separate human being. And this has been our crux. When you say a woman has a right to choose, I say I agree. A woman has a right to choose what to do with her body. My problem is, is that that woman, when she is pregnant, has another human body inside of her. So she can't choose she, what to do with another body. That she's bearing? Excuse yes, me? Yeah, yes, no. Yes, no, but that's inside of her. But that's my point, though. And that's what this bill does. The, the bill says, well, guess what? We're codifying that that, that you know, clump of cells and brain and heart inside of that woman is not an actual person. It is just part of that woman. And that's why the bill was written this way. Is well, it people, is, though, bro. We don't believe that. Because we What's know an umbilical cord? It, it connects them, but it's still too independent. It's too... It's not independent. Yes, yes we know that, that that's a baby, but it's... If, so if, when does if, a, if he doesn't have the umbilical cord, he can't live. I hate to bring in religion because it already X's out so many things, but if you believe in the idea of a soul, when does the soul imbue into the body? As soon as the woman... As soon as a baby passes through the, the the cervix and through, you know, whatever, and out of the crotch, that's the soul just, boom, hits the baby. So that's just a thing to think about is, like, so when when is human life life? So as long as that human life is inside of another body, then it's not a life. And even if you don't go religious, it so from just a scientific standpoint, if the baby, like, let's take your argument and put that completely to the side and say, well, when is, when, when is that fetus viable outside of the womb? At that point, if you cut that baby out and it could live completely healthy, then is that when we imbue rights on it? And what this bill does is it says, no, until that baby is actually born, whether through cesarean or natural birth, that is not an independent. Well, what, and, and what, decisions, no could, what decisions could that baby make on its own? It's not about the decision. I mean, come on. Now. We're being it's, 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 and again, I don't view about... it as murder. That's the point. You guys are always thinking that it's murder. And again, you guys want to have your cake and eat, uh, and eat it too. After birth, it becomes government properties issued a social security number. You're right. It does. It there does. It is. There it, it is too. But that's 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 more or less from... Um, Ain't no more or less. A, that's a just the truth. Is that the truth? Is that the truth? That is a truth. Okay. It's not no, that's the truth. the truth. And so I don't, we, I don't think that it's murder. I don't think that so, it's... So if a if a, a woman is seven months pregnant and some dude assaults her and the baby dies, you don't think that that person should be charged with double homicide? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, hey, hey, wait. The way this bill is written, they can't be because that's not a separate life. Well, I mean, again, you have, but there will be loopholes where he'll be charged with no, I mean, assault. In, the, no, no, that, no. There is no right that's not gonna afforded. Su- that's not going to be, that's not going to supersede an assault law. You can't. Yes. You, no, it's not, bro. Yes, you can't. In the state of no, Colorado. It's not. Yes, that's you the know what? point I, of the bill, man. No, it's not the point of the, the, the point of the bill is not to say it's going to supersede the <laughs> fact that you, you can't, you now can go around assaulting pregnant women and not get charged with it. Stop. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, man, my my issue is that in this bill, it is completely removing the entire point that people that are on the right have, people that are pro-life. And it's not even just on the right because there's pro-life Democrats. Yeah. It removes the entire premise that that is not a separate individual life. I don't know. See, I, 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 you and everyone is trying to get me when they ask those questions. And, you know, I'm politically smart enough not to. The way I answer is the way I answer it. I, I'm not gonna go there. When is it? When is a, a fetus life? I don't listen. The woman is carrying that by that being. Whenever, if you want to say from conception, fine. Who's carrying it? It's encapsulated inside of a woman. 
She's connected through umbilical cord. So without her, that child doesn't have a life. And it cannot live outside. It, 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 has, it has a better chance of living outside the body at eight, uh, maybe after six months. But up until then, that child really can't live outside the, the, the womb. So it takes the mom whose choice it is to have a child. And again, if it's so wait, wait. So you're going to kill her? If, why should I go through? So it? if we if we can develop technology that could remove that fetus at let's say I don't know six weeks and put it in a test tube, then well, they're trying. Which you know what? They're I, trying. I, I would love for that to happen because then it would remove the entire premise that you don't want to actually. And and both sides will win. You don't have to carry this demon seed that you don't want or whatever. And those of us on the right say this life gets to be protected. So that's what we should be pushing for is find a way to, to make uh, raise raise a, a, a six-week-old human unborn child uh, outside of the woman that doesn't Believe me, Elon Musk is trying. He, okay? I hope so, man. He's buying up everything. So. Um, the last topic tonight, guys, uh, is you know kind of a somber one as well, too. This is a night of hard segment turns. <laughs> well, you know, we tried to lighten it up. You know, that's why we're here, you know. Um, the Amir Locke um, decision today uh, came down, and uh, prosecutors decided not to um, prosecute. Prosecutors decided not to prosecute. Am I saying that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. No charges. Um, against the officer that shot him three times. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, officer such and such um, will not be charged. I think what a disgusting travesty. Um, that you aren't charging this guy with murder or, or some type of um, I, I think murder is the crime that he should be charged with. But the fact that he's been not charged with anything uh, to me disgusts me. It also disgusts me when I think about uh, Judge Chu giving a lighter sentence to Kim Potter uh, and just deciding that it was just a mistake that Kim Potter, Officer Potter did. I hate her voice. Number one. Okay. She's so quiet. Oh, my God. Um, so. The reckless disregard for black lives continues. So the issue that I've had with this case, it's like me and you, we were on the same page about the no-knock stuff, man. You know, we were like, no-knock no knock raids, we both believe contributed to Amir Locke dying. Like, no like it's the reason, in my opinion and in your opinion, no doubt. that Amir Locke is dead. If, it, if a, if a no-knock uh, raid was not served or warrant, we think we both know that Amir Locke would be alive. Correct. Correct. So, so that's where you and I agree. Mm -hmm. Where I disagree is that you have to be able to prove that the intention of the officer crossed a threshold of making it illegal. And when we had Executive uh, Director Brian Peters, he said to us, "Let's see what happens." When we had Jai Hansen, I said, "Let's see what the investigation yields." And I'm the guy that says, I trust our legal system. Mm -hmm. I don't. And, and, and in Minnesota, here's the thing. Who was on the case? Your boy, Keith. Keith Ellison. He wasn't, he wasn't, no, he wasn't the decider. He wasn't the decider. He, no, they didn't ask him to he decide. He came out today with Mike Freeman so he could co-sign and stamp his approval and say, I was oversight. I looked at what we looked at. And just, there's not, there's not information to be able to actually charge uh, and prosecute this case and so this is the thing is that if you go through the process you have prosecutors looking you have uh you know keith ellison who you praised him for what he did when it came 
to the other cases, right, of, again, pushing and advocating that charges should be brought and things like that. But in this case, I think that <laughs> the truth is, right, because charges weren't brought, they must have looked real hard and been like, yo, this this was by the book. And, and basically, from the information that I found in this article, the prosecutor said when they reviewed the evidence, when Amir did bring the gun forward, it was in the line of sight of the officer that shot him. And I'm telling you— This is the, me rolling my eyes. The if, camera didn't catch if it. If that did not happen, then I think the officer would have been charged. Uh Simply because they don't charge doesn't mean they're right, and sometimes well, because be they charge to, doesn't well, mean that to, they're right. See, but that's the there thing. wasn't. You have to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt because that's the way our legal there system was, works. There was no doubt evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that when you go inside, bro, the way they entered the home. I agree with okay, that. Though, first of all, almost illegally. I agree. Okay, with all of that. But so there was there was ill intent. There was ill intent. Whose call was it? I don't I don't care. What do you mean? Whoever was in charge, not the officer that pulled the trigger. The officer that pulled the trigger was doing by the book what they were supposed to do. The the commanding officer, whatever, that leadership is the one that needs to be held responsible. Wait, so we're gonna charge them? I mean, you can't there's probably not an illegal crime that they committed, but you should definitely get rid of them or change leadership. Sure. Which, you know, elections have consequences. Oh, and, please. And and these well, are the people that you put in. Hopefully, a friend of ours gets elected. Uh, there, there was evidence that this this officer um, could have uh, he could have avoided the situation uh, by not, and then look, he's a highly trained officer. He could have shot a mirror in the hand. He could have shot a mirror in the shoulder. We can't even he didn't go have to down, shoot. We can't we even didn't go shoot. down that route. Uh, Brian Peters wanted to. He he. Listen, there was. Man. They, they want to show cop, that he had a. a that he tried to. to un, they tried to. Hand. Listen, if a cop is pulling their trigger, it's because they are trying to eliminate the threat in front of them. Yeah, black. Exactly, especially with the black ones. Any threat? No, especially you're the black trying ones. to eliminate it. So if you think that someone, a cop's going to pull his gun out and then be like, "I just want to maim this person and physically damage them for the rest of their life." Then they definitely should be charged with a crime because they're like, well, I'm going to use this weapon that's meant to destroy and stop things that are trying to kill me or people around me, and I'm just going to shoot the dude in the hand. Now, he might accidentally get shot in the hand, but if the cop pulls – the moment that the cop discharges that weapon, they are trying to stop and eliminate that threat. Sometimes people don't die, but that was the question is, did the officer follow proper procedure? He didn't. And it showed that he did based off he of didn't. the circumstances. He didn't. I, again, he I was go no, back, man. He was no, and, and, and he was in no way, shape, or form and any threat. And if I hear an officer say that shit again, then this is not the job for you. If you failed in fear for your life, which is what they always use, that, that plain, lame excuse they always use, get off the force, homie. This is not the job for you because it ain't for the faint-hearted. Get your weak behind off the force. I mean that with the bottom of my heart because I'm sick of hearing that damn excuse. It's either um, stop resisting while they're beating your ass or I felt the fear for my life when they shoot and kill you. If you're feeling fear for your life, this is not the job for you because you know what you're in. Well, you know what you so do and you know what the job entails. Bro, so your position is if if you're a cop, get off the force. you deserve to get shot? Oh, well, that, that's what you said. I, I just said what I said. If they fear for their life, this ain't the job for you. Then they shouldn't. Uh, that's what I'm so saying. So a fire, what? so a firefighter, he doesn't know what he's getting into. Does he know what he's getting into? Do fires shoot them? Do fires kill? Not intentionally. 
It's a force of nature. So man. you say cops don't kill intention. So, so there you go twisting it again. Again, it's a high risk job. Firefighters, fire, fighting yeah. fires is just as high as uh -huh. fire uh, 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 cops. In fact, they're more in danger than cops because there's more fires than there are um, shootings. Right? Well, not in Minneapolis, but there are. Right? So the fact that that uh, my, in fact, my little cousin's one. Yeah. My little cousin's one. And from the beginning, they tell you you could lose your life in these jobs. He yes, says. He says. Know, yeah. And uh, uh, I that would be if that stopped them from mean? going in to do the Stop. job. That, don't just, but I'm saying if, that once this you're is in not the job, for the faint-hearted. Of course, it's not. Then, if you fear for your life, and, like they always this, say they do, get out of. No, but there are times when you fear for your life because because he's black. Have a reason to no, fear for stop. your life because yeah, there's right. a gun oh, that was and the mirror was posing such a threat pointed toward you. He was posing such a threat. I don't think that the cops should have been in there in that regard. Now you had mentioned that there's a policy that uh, is it Minneapolis police are putting into place Friday, in which they'll be doing um, basically they have to like knock and hold right because I think that's what some of the other yes. law enforcement folks that yes. have been on the show have said. Daytime, it'll be uh, 20, it'll be a knock, announce, 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 and a knock is either one, but there's an announce, a knock of 20 seconds before you enter. Mm -hmm. At nighttime, it's still a knock, announce, 30 seconds before entry. And that implementation goes in Friday. And you know what? I think that's a, a step in the right direction. Like I said, my, my issue is with these no knocks. Because um, if it, they do that, don't you think a mere well? I, I don't yeah, know. He's no, sleeping yeah, hard, no, I, and that still may not help. But I think he said that maybe it's a step in the right direction because, yeah. you know, I may not still hear that because yeah. if I sleep hard, that doesn't say this young man did. I, I but think, I think to be quite honest, but the way police knock, it ain't gonna be no. You know how police knock. You oh, know yeah, that? No, they, they, the, the cop knock. <laughs> yeah. So if you actually look at the Breonna Taylor case, yeah. okay, the reason, again, you you're gonna disagree with me, but I'm just of gonna course. say this: the reason why charges did not get brought is because they were able to corroborate that the cops knocked for almost an entire minute, right? And that it was after that knock when they breached the door and as they were yelling out cop, that when the first officer looked in the hallway, he saw two shadowy figures, one that was taller, one that was shorter, standing up. And then he saw a flash and he felt a searing burn in his leg. And it's because of those circumstances. So this is a difference, though. If... If in that case, that would have been exactly like the Amir Locke, I still think that there would not have been charges for this exact reason. Yeah, they have a hard time of charging white officers. It has nothing to do with being white. Yeah, it does. Absolutely not. Yeah, it does. It has everything to do with following what the procedure is. They have always had a hard time of charging white officers. That goes throughout the beginning of time. We just literally had Derek Chauvin convicted. So what do you mean? And the chief was a black man. So that's what mattered to you? Oh, hell yes. You think if it was a white chief? You think if it was Harto or whoever the white chief was before? I don't know. How long ago has it been since Minneapolis had a white chief? No, they would not have charged him. Hell no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So so this is the problem with the, with by me asking, because this is a stupid question for me to ask, is I'm asking a hypothetical that we can never prove or disprove because true? we don't have a time machine and we can't switch out the race of the cop. Uh, of the police chief and, and all the other actors, uh, you know, actors, but government officials. But at the end of the day, man, like I said, my issue is always that I'm not going to assume that someone is racist unless mm. they have I have other information mm -hmm. to prove otherwise. I'm going to assume that they're not racist unless, again, I have information to prove that they are. And their actions in a vacuum don't 
you know, prove whether or not they're racist. Mm -hmm. The actions of the actual situation is what's going to prove what's going on. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to Amir Locke, I'm glad that there's a step in the right direction in regards to getting rid or at least changing the way that these no-knocks occur. But I'm I'm satisfied with what our legal system turned out oh, and please. said that there should not be charges. Our legal system doesn't give a damn about you if you're black or brown, and I'm um, saddened that this family, that the Locke oh, family, is being, family is being re-traumatized again and again, just like uh, 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 Dante Rice family has been traumatized again and again because this time next year, uh, this lady will be out with her family while they'll continue to be visiting memorials of their son. The only problem that I have with the way that you that you characterize this is that it assumes that anybody whose loved one dies by a cop or any other thing that somehow that this would be greater or less when you lose your family member they're gone it doesn't matter how they died it doesn't matter how justified it was or how unjustified it was that person's gone you're always going to feel that type of pain and if if kim potter had been locked up for 30 years if Derek Chauvin would be injected with a needle in the arm it's not going to take away any of that and that's what i i don't like like the premise that somehow that justice wasn't served because this this person didn't get a harsher punishment. In the case of like, well, if the justice system, if you think that the outcome matters, then you have to be able to at some point accept the outcome of the case. It's easier. It's easier for both of us to say because we've never experienced that. I hope to never experience that. So yeah, it's way too. easier. It's way easier yeah. for us to say that sitting in these seats. But talking to those families, sure. Talking to both those families, these ears, they don't feel that way. And, yes, families do. Look at uh, 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 the family in Atlanta. Do you think, don't, do you, look how elated they were when those guys got 30 years to life. You're it talking doesn't about bring, the Maude Arbery family? Thank you. It doesn't bring Ahmaud Arbery back. We all know that. But when you're, if that person doesn't see the light of day, just like your loved one would never see the light of day again, it does make you feel, that's, don't, it's in the Bible, an eye for an eye. Come on, bro. Whoa. And then Jesus came and said, I know my father said an eye for an eye, but I say, if a man strikes you on your left cheek, turn to your right. Not saying that you just let people beat you up, but saying that we can't go vengeance, man. And, and this isn't seeking vengeance. This is seeking justice. And when you is only, this, when my loved one is dead. Vengeance and justice? And when my, when my loved one is dead and you're serving only a year. Like, look at the, the guy, the, the blue guy that killed those two kids out there in Orono. He's only getting seven years for the, the murder of these kids. He was going 100 miles an hour, fully drunk. He's getting seven years. Do you think seven years is equate, it should equate to the lives that these two have lost? It's not supposed to equate to it lives. It is. Because let me tell you something else. I'm going to send you an episode because let's get the hell out of here. I'm going to send you something else. <laughs> the, the, your, your son said, hey, what up? What up? Hey, son. <laughs> um, they talked about last night how judges... Yeah. And you always, you guys, this is your favorite word, Republicans' favorite, activist judges. They talked about, yes, it is solely up to the judge how the judge, they talked about how judges, depending on sometimes, depending on their political leaning, how they go above or beyond um, the, the term limits of, uh, of sentencing someone. Now, Chu does not give harsh sentences. So now, had we known this, then you, you wouldn't be so, uh, I mean, the, the um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? Um, the prosecutor? No, 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 the family. Um, um, the kid that died, the guy that died. Dante, right? His family would feel different, but had you gone in with a little bit of knowledge of knowing that this lady doesn't sentence people for, uh, to long sentence, it'd be a little different. Now, there were some judges that they showed do. 
as a loved one, I don't even care, right? All I see is that justice wasn't served when, when that person gets to walk the street again. Seven years, one year. Again, it's not long enough time when you have taken the life. See, but the way that the justice system is set up is the reason you remove people from society is twofold. Number one, for punishment. So I agree that on that end. But the other part is because you feel that they need to be removed from society so they're not a danger to society. So whenever you're talking about sentencing, right, and someone is a drunk driver versus if I run up on someone and shoot them in the head versus if I'm a serial killer and I just can't stop from killing people, those are different levels in which people need to have varying amounts of sentencing. Or if you're like, you know, soon-to-be Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Jackson-Brown and you believe that people that are in possession of child pornography online deserve lenient sentences, uh, which I disagree with. I think that these people contribute heavily to the actual and, and, industry. And we'll talk about that next week because that's not exactly what she said. That's not what she said. She was lenient. No, she was that. And then she said it's because, oh, like you, they had it for 15 minutes and they're, you know, the sentencing says that's they should be in jail I can't wait to get years. this. I'm so, see, we got to go because I can't. But I'm so happy that Republicans will be pissed that this sister is making her way on the bitch. Now, if, if you like the show, again, I'm going to ask you to visit our Patreon account. Make sure that when <laughs> yes, you hit the Patriot account, Patreon <laughs> account, that if you like what we do, consider making a contribution. Whether you're becoming a $20 a month contributor, a $5 a month contributor, a $300 a month contributor, please make sure to hit our Patreon. Also, as soon as the, the show is down, we're going to put it on Spotify, on Anchor. You can share and listen to it there as well. So we definitely appreciate that. Make sure to follow us on our socials. Go to linktree forward slash BRBD. You can connect with all of our social accounts. Make sure to hit my TikTok, a.k.a. Kamara, or Black Republican, Black Dem. And you can one. kind of see all of our content. And Jamar's going to... I'm going to get one. He's, he's going to get, get one, one going. Let's say thank you to the best producer in the land and to the greatest audience that has ever existed. You know, we, without us... Oh, I got one, I got one final shout-out. This shirt... You, did you not shirt, cut me off? Boys in the Hood. My wife picked this shirt out if you like it. What up to the wife? <laughs> Did he cut me off to say that? Are you earning? Are you trying to earn brownie points? Maybe. Okay, let me say this again. Let's say hello and thank you to the best producer in the land and the greatest audience in the land too. Without you, there would be no us. So we have to say thank you. Much every week. Thank you. No, seriously, guys, you guys are the greatest people, and uh, you guys the 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 groundswell of support. Over the last six months, especially since you've become the co-host, probably I should have got you a long time ago. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's been great, and I appreciate that so much. We both appreciate that so much. So thank you, producer Gabe, and uh, thank the audience. Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate thank you, bro, audience. tonight. Yeah, brother. Good show. I'll see you next week. I'm A.K. Kamara. I'm Jamar. <laughs> <laughs>